Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast, where we talk about everything dog. Q and A's with veterinarian professionals, rescue operators, everyday topics. We cover everything dog on this podcast. So make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and make sure you're following us on social media on both Instagram and Facebook. Thanks again for listening. Now here's that next episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Canine Culture Podcast. This is your host, Brittany, and we have a special guest today. Her name is Ashley, and we're going to be talking about all things dog sports, from the dogs to the handlers and everything in between. So thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am Ashley Escobar. I own and operate Ashley's Dog Sports in Jacksonville, Florida, and I came from equine and canine rehab work. Um, I'm a certified rehab therapist and found such a need for the prevention side of our sports animals, athletes, especially our dogs, that I moved into the canine fitness conditioning athletic training field and that's where I currently am now. So tell us a little bit about the dog sports you're involved with because I think when I hear dog sports we kind of think to ourselves like oh they probably do dog jumping or like frisbee throwing and it sounds like you actually go a little more in depth than that so kind of talk to us about that. I spent my dogs primarily have careers in agility and the sport of agility so we do a lot of training behind the scenes for the physical aspects of that to get them prepared since the injury rate is so high we're asking them to do insane things over plastic equipment basically um but agility is our primary sport and then both of my children compete in rally and they're starting to kind of get into no sort too which is super fun with their dogs that that sounds exciting that's like a part of dog sports that you don't think about um kind of Kind of like when people are in sports professionally, you have to train for that. You have to make sure your body is able to adapt to that. So how did you, I mean, you talked a little bit about your background, but how did you get involved with these dog sports? I actually started with the equestrian community. I grew up training and showing horses and Western pleasure horses and hunter jumpers and I just slowly started getting to smaller and smaller animals to eventually dog agility came not popular at that time, but there was, it was more accessible. Um, I'm not going to say when that was, cause it makes me sound really old, <laughs> but in my, in my youth, in my junior days, I started with agility with dogs, but it all sparked from the horse world cause traveling and competing with horses, you got to see the dog sports too. Um, and so it just kind of grew from there. And then I, learned how much easier it was to live and travel and train with dogs versus horses. So <laughs> it was a, it was a very right. easy shift for me. <laughs> much smaller and gear. Who's right. Who's kind of your ideal client or for people who are listening to this, who are like, I don't know if I need to talk to her or try to do her program. Like who are you normally seeing as your clientele base? So I think the biggest misconception with conditioning and fitness is people think their dogs have to be actively competing in agility or personal protection or some type of high intensity job. 
But the truth is, just like with humans, all dogs, even pets, companion dogs, service dogs, guide dogs, I have clients in every venue of dog life from a pet to the seniors to everything in between. And they all need customized fitness to meet their needs because as we all probably know, they can go out in the backyard chasing a squirrel and get injured. Right. And so so your training, I know you're in Jacksonville, but do you also have virtual options for people who are out of town? I do. I teach online quite a bit with Finzi Dog Sports Academy. I'm an instructor there. And then I do some other classes online, um, usually Facebook format. And then I travel with my agility venue to, I do workshops. So I end up kind of being all up and down the East Coast. Oh, okay. So you're just a little busy. Um, <laughs> I like, uh, yeah. Um, whenever people are training with you in person, like if you're in Jacksonville, is that normally just going to be one-on-one? Cause you did say, you know, it kind of has to be custom or do you also have any like group trainings or group sessions? Usually I like to do a one-on-one Zoom with someone or just a one-on-one consultation to kind of see where they're at. And then I, people love to kind of work in groups, small groups, especially. So I end up just kind of pairing up two or three people and then we meet that way because it's, it's incredible how much you can learn by watching someone else go through the motions. Yeah. We've even seen that just with like general dog training, just kind of seeing like how other people are implementing sit or come or some of those just basic commands. So yeah, definitely benefits kind of being teamed up with someone, especially if you're working on the same thing. Yes. And there's so many things that so many dogs that have the same similar type needs and a handler needs and the handlers are kind of in the same level. So it's it's nice when I can kind of pair them up. And speaking of handlers, so I don't think many people kind of consider this as far as the handlers go, um, but obviously that requires a little bit of physical work. And so do you provide any kind of training for the humans who are doing the handling? I actually do. I am also certified in human personal training. So I tend to offer once a year a handler fitness um, series where we come in, we learn some basic moves and some keys to keeping the handlers mobile and stretched out and all of those things to keep them flexible and safe when they are maneuvering with their dog, no matter what sport. I have a quick story. I have a client who tripped doing heel work in her obedience. She was practicing right outside the ring. Then she was going to go in and she needed this one last leg and she tripped and got injured from that. But the, the longer the short of it is, she has been a handler fitness client now for some time post that injury because it, she just, she needed some stabilization because those moves Mm -hmm. and those little turns and stuff, a lot of people don't think about it requiring a lot of physical stability like that is a form of fitness um so yeah i i like to be able to help the handler as much as the dog too because they it's a team team effort right and i think we've all probably seen it on tv where there's been um you know one of the popular agility competitions on and we're like wow that human is barely keeping up with their dog and so it kind of just speaks to like how important it is 
that you need to be just as ready as your dog whenever your dog is competing or even just working out in the yard um, or, you know, just every day working with your dog, you know, up and down the street. Um, so for people who, whether they want to get involved kind of on like a professional level or have their dog compete or people who just want to um, just be healthier so that they can move around with their dog. Do you have any kind of advice for them or like really like a starting off point for those people? Maybe they don't work out yet or they've never worked out, but they're kind of considering it as it comes with respect to their dog. Yeah, absolutely. So it's all I am a huge fan of if you cannot write it down, you cannot manage it. So everyone who's a client of mine, they know they have to have notebooks of some sort, some sort of documentation system where they keep track of everything. And you would be surprised how much or how little you do in a one day as far as physical activity. So I have people log everything from taking the dog for a walk or taking the dog out back. Are you picking up waste from your dog? Are you bending over and getting that? Could you add in a squat here or there? Like, Every little bit of physical activity that we can do as the humans, it all adds up, but we really have no idea how much or how little we're doing if we're not tracking it. So I have everyone start off with some sort of a tracking system. I like to, I'm old school. I like to take pencil to paper and write it all down. You could track it in your phone and everything counts. Every step counts. Every bend over to pick up the waist counts, you know, um, but it's always a good starting point, and everyone is always hyper-focused on keeping their dog healthy and fit, and they sometimes, I think, forget about the handler side of it. So I love it when we can kind of bring light to, it's a team, and if we're going to focus on our dog getting reps and sets and getting fit, then we also want to do something for ourselves, have a little self-care with that. It doesn't have to be any kind of crazy physical goals, but just something to better our health as well. Yeah. And I think it makes it more fun. I mean, if you're able to keep up with your dog, interact and play with your dog, you know, work on some of these activities that are going to be fulfilling for the both of you, being able to physically do that's just going to bring you more joy generally. And not being sore, you know, after playing ball with your dog in the backyard for an hour, that's also a benefit, you know, making sure that you're staying as healthy as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any um, upcoming like seminars or meetups or anything to kind of tell people about any special dates? I actually have a handler and canine fitness workshop coming up with Fenzie Dog Sports. Um, it's an online 10 day workshop and a good friend of mine is going to be teaching the human fitness side of it and I'm taking the canine fitness side of it, but it should be a really fun workshop to just get a good intro into some human exercises that you can start doing right away. If you've never worked out a day in your life, you can start these. And same for your dog. The exercises for the dogs are you can start right away implementing them. Um, and then I have um, starting the end of April, I'm going to be doing a handler fitness series in person and at my Jacksonville location. Okay, awesome. So where can people find all of this information about you on um, drop your website and your social media handles? Yes. Yeah, so my website is adogsports.com. 
And my social media is Ashley's Dog Sports. And that's, I am on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Um, If anyone is interested in whether it's, you know, pursuing dog sports on a competitive level or just as something that's fun or as an enrichment tool, you guys know how much I love enrichment. Uh, Please make sure that you are following Ashley's Dog Sports and reach out if you'd like to join any of her programs. Um, And thank you so much, Ashley, for being a guest today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Canine Culture Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the Canine Culture Podcast on your favorite podcast platform and make sure you're following us on social media. If you have any recommendations, any topics that you'd like to hear, if you know of any guests that would be good for the show or if you yourself want to be a guest, please reach out to us. Send us an email at canineculturepodcast at gmail.com or send us a direct message on social media. Thank you for listening and please share this with any of your dog loving friends.